You're listening to a Pawn Further Review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back for another edition of a Pawn Further Review brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And if you notice off the top, usually I say we're back in the beautiful podcast studio in the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Well, today we are outside the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, currently located, I would say, in like a service road, in a service alley uh, near our loading dock. And we are not outside. We are not amongst the elements. We are in a fantastic, exquisite, essentially really just badass RV that our friends from Coors brought over. Uh, I encourage all of you to go check out the video portion of the pod, which will be on YouTube, Raiders.com, all those places, et cetera, et cetera, because this thing is sweet. This is really, really sweet. Uh, in just a little bit, we are going to invite our friend Brandon Bolden onto the bus. We are going to break down everything from his touchdown last week against the Los Angeles Chargers and look ahead to the home opener against the Arizona Cardinals in just a few days. As I said, I could not encourage you more to check out the video element of this week's show because we are in the bus. The bus is awesome. Doesn't get any cooler than this. Uh, but we have a lot to get to today. Obviously, we are now in full regular season mode. We are officially into week two where your Las Vegas Raiders are getting ready to take on the Arizona Cardinals at the aforementioned home opener. But before we get to that, before we break down everything we saw on Sunday, we talk about the good, the bad, the in-between uh, from Sunday's loss to the Chargers. We begin, as we always do, with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. So since the last time that we talked to you, which was a week ago, actually a week ago on the dot, a week ago this Thursday, Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, and company have made the following moves. On September 10th, they signed tight end Darren Waller to a three-year contract extension and activated safety Matias Farley from the practice squad. More on Wall Street in just a second. Two days later, on September 12th, the Raiders claimed cornerback Javelin Guidry via waivers from the Cardinals. Apologies to Mr. Guidry, because I'm sure I butchered his name. Uh, and placed cornerback Anthony Averett on the reserve injured list. Uh, and the aforementioned Matias Farley was reverted back to the practice squad. We are not done yet because on September 13th, the Raiders released defensive tackle Kyle Pico from the practice squad. And then on September 14th, catch a, are you guys catching the theme that we've been busy this week? The Raiders signed wide receiver Keelan Cole to the active roster, friend of the program Keelan Cole, I should say, placed wide receiver DJ Turner on the reserve injured list, signed center Billy Price and cornerback Mikel Roby Coleman to the practice squad. And finally, exhale. Earlier today, Dave Ziegler and the boys signed wide receiver Chris Lacey to the practice squad. For those curious, he's going to wear number 14 uh, and place wide receiver Dylan Stoner on the practice squad injured reserve list. Okay, we did it all. A lot going on in the building. Uh, and I think that's just kind of an indication of where we are in the regular season, right? I mean, we went through the training camp, we went through OTAs, all that stuff with all the roster management, the matriculations, the different varieties that it looks like each week, the different versions, I should say. Well, we are now in regular season mode, and Dave Ziegler and company have to figure out the best 53 week by week by week, and they have done just that as we ran through the litany of transactions this week. But uh, real quick, before we get to Brandon Bolden, I uh, just want to go back to one of the first transactions we had uh, at the top of the show, Darren Waller. He ain't going anywhere, baby. Stocks are trending the positive direction on Wall Street. Uh, our buddy D-Wall is not going anywhere. Signs that multi-year contract extension. And I think when you look at Darren, uh, and we look at the numbers from last year, and, and we look at 
you know, some of the stats and the metrics from D-Wall last year. And not what we have come to expect from Darren uh, over his career. But I think when we look at it in totality, a blip on the radar for what Darren can be, for what Darren has shown to be since he arrived in Oakland as a member of the Silver and Black. This dude is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Uh, you can debate with your 49ers friends and your Kansas City Chiefs friends. Is he one, two, or three uh, where he belongs in that ranking? And, and really, and I've talked about this a lot, it feels like kind of like a pick your poison in terms of the tight end. Do you like what Kelsey brings to the table? Are you more of a Kittle guy in terms of what he can do to an offense? Or are you more of a fan of the best athlete of the three of them and, and a guy who can do a little bit of everything and is a legitimate weapon on the offensive side of the football in Darren Waller? Uh, it really depends. And I think at the end of the day, what the, excuse me, what the Raiders did is they locked up another team leader. And we have seen this since Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels got to town. You look at the long-term extensions that they have delivered. Derek Carr, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, now number 83. These are foundational guys for this roster. These are guys that we have seen day after day, week after week, and now at the point, season after season, of being foundational guys for this team, for this organization. Obviously, the story of Darren's uh, kind of rise to, you know, from where he came from to where he is now has been talked about a lot, uh, and for good reason. It's an incredible story. Uh, I encourage all of you guys to go to Raiders.com or wherever you, uh, you know, read your Raiders content to, to go through that story again because it's one that bears retelling. But we'll just say this. You look at Darren and what he has done in his life, the trials, the tribulations, the objectively really, really low moments. And for him to now come into work last week, get this big dog extension to say, hey, I'm not going anywhere. And to Darren's credit, he has been pretty upfront the entire time about not wanting to go anywhere. Well, he's not. He is going to be in silver and black for a long time. Uh, he is just kind of the perfect epitome of what Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are building, right? A guy who doesn't talk a ton, a guy who's just about his business and goes out there and dominates on Sunday. Uh, so congratulations to D-Wall. Very, very happy for him. And uh, like I said, man, just stoked that another good person in this building is not going anywhere. So before we look ahead to week two, and like I said, we'll get to our guy Brandon Bolden here in just a sec, but we got to go back to regular season week one, uh, a day that we have all had circled on our, on our calendar for five, six, whatever, how many months it's been. Uh, the Raiders, unfortunately, take the first L of 2022. They lose 24 to 19. And going into the game, and look, I've talked about this a lot. I'm sure all these guys are hick, sick of me hearing, you know, sick of me hearing, hick, sick of hearing me say this. Week one is just weird. Week one of the NFL is what college football is for the entirety of the season. It's funky. It's weird. It's bizarre. I mean, you look at what we saw Sunday, Monday last week. It's weird. Super fun, but weird. And so I don't think it's, it's really fair to make an assessment on any team, the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Niners, whoever it may be, after a week. But unfortunately, the Raiders went down to Los Angeles and they were not able to handle business. And, and we look at what we saw from Sunday afternoon. And I don't think there's anyone who would tell you that that was the best version of the 2022 Las Vegas Raiders. Coming into the game, a lot of us, for good reasons, had questions about the offensive line. Who's going to be the right tackle? What is the right guard situation going to be like? Uh, can they hold up? And unfortunately, uh, the offensive line did not have their best day at the office. Uh, and that's okay. They will get better. They will mesh together. Um, they will improve as we go through the marathon that is 2022. And on top of that, 
an uncharacteristically kind of uh, off funky day from number four. Uh, Derek Carr, who has been about as steady as they come for this organization since he was, uh, since he was drafted, a, an uncharacteristic day in so many ways for him. Uh, he finished his day with three interceptions, and, and it just felt kind of funky. And, and we heard from Derek post-game, and he was saying, you know, I, I just felt like I was almost too aggressive. I was over-aggressive. I got, you know, kind of let the moment take over a little bit. And listen, I'll be honest, it's kind of hard not to, right? He's been waiting for this for eight months, nine months. He's got Devontae Adams more on him in a sec. And it was just, it was a game that felt like it was there for the taking. And it really was. We looked to that final possession of the game. The Raiders had a chance, believe it or not, after all the sloppiness on the offensive side of the football, after a few moments they would love to have back on defense, they had a chance to win the game. Now, ultimately, it doesn't go their way. And Coach McDaniel said very, very appropriately, he goes, look, there's no moral victories in the NFL. But the fact that the Raiders were able to, on a day that was un- uncharacteristically them, right, not them, on a day where they just didn't have the fastball, they went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the AFC. They had a chance to win a ball game on the road. Now, I will say it was probably a little bit more of a home game. Uh, but they had a chance to win a meaningful football game on the road when they didn't have it. So I think if you're a fan, if you're, if you're understandably upset, frustrated, whatever it may be, relax, understand we got a long way to go, and just have faith that Coach McDaniels, the staff, Dave Ziegler, everyone from the top down is going to get this group where they need to go. One week does not make a season. I promise you that. One week does not. But we look at the, at the end result of Sunday, and it's certainly not what we want it to be, but there were objectively positives to take away from the game. And when you're talking about things that worked and worked really well, Devontae Adams is going to be at the top of that list. We have waited all offseason. Since Devontae showed up here in March or April or whenever it was, we have all been waiting to see him and Derek in real life doing this thing for real. And they did not disappoint in any way, shape, or form. Devontae finishes his afternoon with 10 catches for 141 yards and a touchdown. Once again, 10 catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown in his first game in silver and black. And as crazy as it is, I feel like that's just a taste of what him and DC are going to be capable of this year, right? We understand that they will get better together. They will get more comfortable together. And look, they have a fantastic background together. We all know that. It's a story that's been told a million times over the past couple months. But they haven't played meaningful football together since they were in college, right? The last time that these dudes strapped it up and played for real, they were college kids. So it's going to take them a minute to kind of refine that groove, refine that flow. And if part of that discovery process results in 10 catches for 141 yards, sign me up. Sign me up for that 100 days out of 100 because it is going to be so much fun to watch them do their thing. And we will get to see them go back at it along with the rest of the 2022 Las Vegas Raiders this upcoming Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. And I know it's early. But if we look at the stats that our fantastic public relations department puts together, if we look at the early stats, the Arizona Cardinals come into week two ranked number 31 in total defense. Now, as I said, let's not overreact to one week in the NFL, but you would think that the team ranked number 31 in total defense is going to give Devontae Adams and Derek ample opportunity to cook. And I cannot wait to see what that looks like. Uh, Another guy that I cannot wait to see hit the field this upcoming Sunday is Brandon Bolden, 
who was good enough to join us in the Coors Light bus. As I said, please, please, please make sure you check out the video uh, component of this week's show, our interview with Brandon. It was so much fun to talk to him. It was so much fun to get to connect with him for the first time in a little bit, I think since camp. So we discuss all things. We talk about the touchdown. We talk about the touchdown celebration, the depth of this running back room, which is fantastic in 2022, and oh, so much more. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation with Brandon Bolin. Brandon, this ain't bad. We get out of the studio a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, stretch. This is nice, though. It's good to get out and stretch your legs a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And it it feels very game day in here. Very game day. I know that your game days are a little bit different than mine, which are a little bit different than these guys, but it does have that fun, like, almost like college type energy. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely movie quality. Yes. Movie quality. 100%. But as we look ahead to Sunday now, and I'm just curious, you've been in the league for a minute. You're well versed in everything that goes into a 17, 18, 19 league season, whatever it is. What do you think the biggest difference is prepping for a week two game compared to a week one? Because I feel like week one is such a unique kind yeah. of beast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for the most part, week one is week one is mostly testing out the game plan. See how everybody plays together as a group. And, um, you know, you win some and you lose some. But from there, it's a building block for the rest of the season. You answer a few questions that you had leaving out of camp, playing against another opponent. And then from there, like I said, you want to get better day in and day out. And so, you know, the preseason's great and training camp is great, but it feels like there's really something different when you go back and you dissect and you break down a regular season game compared yeah. to all those other things, right? Oh, yeah. Um, with a preseason game, it's a lot, of, a lot of tangibles. This guy may or may not make the team. This guy may or may not play. But when you get to the regular season, this is the set roster. This is who you're going against. This is who we expect to be in this position. And, you know, throughout the season, week in and week out, Things tend to change, but there's a huge difference between pre preseason game preparation and regular season game preparation. You know, I know the game doesn't go our way on Sunday in Los Angeles, but there were a few bright spots, and I think that there are a lot of things to build on going into a marathon right. of a regular season. I think that's the one thing we got to remind everyone, right? Right, right, right? You don't win the Super Bowl week one. No, you, you don't, don't lose it either. No, it's you a don't. long deal. But one of those bright spots, first touchdown of 2022, <laughs> belongs to this gentleman right here. So uh, just kind of talk me through. That what you saw that third down, obviously a beautiful little Willie, uh, Willie Mays catch from DC there and uh, and six, right? Yeah, uh, it's one of the plays. Me uh, like we practice a lot, and uh, Josh always says you only get one opportunity to run these type of plays, and so once the play was called in the huddle, it was like okay, this is the one shot we get to do this, so we got to do it right, and uh, you know Derek did a tremendous job staying in there, you know allowing me to do what I had to do to get open, and then he delivered a perfect ball. So I felt like I was going to be not only letting the team down, but I'd be letting Derek down if I would have dropped that one. Uh, but it was a great throw, um, great play called by Coach McDaniels in the red zone. So it was all, to, all in all a great play. And I got to ask you one thing. What was the celly, though? Because on the broadcast, they cut away from it. <laughs> right, right, We got right. like two seconds of the, the celebration, <laughs> and that was it. So what was it? <laughs> uh, the celebration was uh, I pulled out a walker out of my back pocket since I'm the oldest guy on the team. <laughs> Um, and so it was funny because the first person that ran over was Mac, who's also like top three and oldest player. So, and then he pulled it and did it with me. And then getting to the sideline, Amir came and helped me cross the street <laughs> with the walker. So it was kind of funny. It was something we kind of joked about and played around with during camp. And then it was like when I scored, and I was like, this is the perfect time to pull it out. Uh, it, it was funny. Uh, funny story. Actually, my brother called me after the game and was like, bro, I didn't, I didn't get your celebration. 
And before I could say anything, I could hear my grandmother in the background, boy, that was a walker. How you didn't get that? <laughs> and uh, so it was real funny. My family enjoyed it. My son, he's, the, he said it's the best celebration of my whole career. So, you know, that was a nice little pat on the back for me. But uh, my entire family seemed to enjoy it. And uh, the guys got it. So uh, we all enjoyed it. It was I, pretty fun. I got to say, in the early goings, we saw Amir with the, with, yeah. like, the Tekken kick. We got you with the walk. The running backs are holding their weight in the celebration category. No doubt about it. Lie to you. We got a bunch of stuff playing, you know? We just, uh, we got some stuff lined up. So, you know, it's going to be fun. We got a great group of guys. And we, not only the running backs, but we got guys that can score at any point in the game. So, you know, we try to keep it light and have fun while we're doing it. Yeah, I'm, bringing, I'm glad you brought up the, the group as a whole because I think for the fan base, one thing everyone was really excited to see come a real legitimate game day right. was the depth of that running back room. Right. And we knew coming into this year, there's five, six really talented dudes that ended up making this roster. And I think, was it nice for you, kind of as the old man now, right, <laughs> to, to kind of see the group in totality really go out there and do their thing on Sunday? Oh, yeah. I mean, just... Any game, any chance we get to go and show what we've been working our butts off since OTAs to come out and do, you know, it's kind of a proud moment. And, you know, being brought here the way I was and being able to help the young guys kind of adapt and see the playbook from, you know, the coach's eyes and everything else, to see them go out there and perform and actually execute. This, it was a thing of beauty. And to see everybody get out there and, you know, do what they do best. So it was, it was very good and can't wait to see what the rest of the season looks. You know, I think in a very like practical way too. I mean, you guys ran the ball really well. I mean, yeah. Coach talked about the fact that you know you weren't able to commit to the run game like we probably wanted to, considering right. the game situation. But you look at those stats. I mean, Josh had a really nice week right. one, and you look all of a sudden that you know you guys are averaging almost north of five yards a carry. Right. Um, you know, it's real. It's real great. And for Josh to come back and say that after the game lets us know that he has confidence in us, which lets us know that we have confidence to go out there and do our thing. And and what, the best thing about this room is we all cheer for each other. So it was like Josh break a big run, you see all of us on the field. I scored a touchdown, everybody was on the field. So, you know, uh, Amir gets out there and he does his thing on special teams or on offense. You know, we're all going to be cheering each other on. So that's another good thing about this room is nobody's selfish. Nobody, one, not one person wants the ball in their hands. We all want the ball in their hands, but we all want to see each other with the ball in our hands too. Yeah, and hopefully we see you guys do your thing this Sunday, yes. coming home for the first time for real, for real against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this will be your first true home opener yes. uh, as a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. You guys got a little bit of a taste yeah. during the preseason of what Allegiant's going to be like on Sunday. Uh, just for you as like the new guy, the new old guy coming in, I mean, what do you expect this environment <laughs> um, to be like? I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, for the, the Minnesota game, I was highly impressed at how many people was there for a preseason game, you know. And, you know, I've always heard since my grandfather was playing way back when, I've always heard how Raiders fans, you know, travel deep and everything else. And even walking around the stadium for the first time, like I got Denzel Perryman and John Abram, they come and tell me, it's like, man, no, you got to see a regular game day and this, this, this. And so, like, the guys have hyped it up, and, you know, I expect a great turnout from Raider Nation. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what that's like. And I can't wait to get back out there and perform. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got a grandpa, too. Have you had a chance to go? The last time we talked, you hadn't seen your grandpa's brick at the stadium, Matt. Have you had a chance to do that yet? Nope, still haven't had a chance to do that yet. We got, we got to, come on, man. We got to knock this out. We <laughs> yeah. got to make, we gotta we get gotta you make there. it happen. We got to make it happen. The brick isn't going anywhere, I promise you. <laughs> the brick is very stationary. Right, right, right. Uh, definitely. I still uh, want to make a trip. Kind of, like I said, I want to wait for you know my son and you know, the rest of my kids and everybody else is here so we can all go together and see it because, you know, I can't see it if I'm playing in the game. So we got to get us a day where we could just go take a quick peek at it, you know, because I've seen the replica that they sent to the house. So like, well, I've seen a brick. I haven't seen the brick, you know? Yeah, I feel you. Well, before we get you out of here, I just want to make sure we talked about this. I think you got something really cool coming up. 
uh, this players versus cancer thing that you're doing on Twitch, oh, yeah. uh, playing a little video game action, talking through it, man. Like, what, what do we got going on um, coming on the pipeline? So we uh, we're we're raising money for is uh, cancer research. Uh, we're going to be on Twitch, and um, I'm probably going to get my butt kicked in Super Smash Brothers. I'm not well versed in it. You know, I play my son in it. He still kicks my butt. So you know, we're going to give you know a lot of people some time. You know, sign in. We have a great time. We're going to hang out. Uh, starts at six o'clock our time. So we're going to go out, have a little fun, and see if we can raise some funds for cancer research. Uh, real quick, what is your go-to Smash Bros. character? I know this is going to be something that a lot of people are going to give you grief for. There's there's no right answer. There is right? no, right, no answer. right answer. There's no right answer at all. Uh, I am I am very proud to say that I have been a Kirby fan since the '90s. And I still rock with Kirby, so it'll, it'll be me and Kirby at six o'clock on Monday. So, yeah, we'll be trying to we'll be getting down into Smash Brothers. It's fair, like I said, man. Everyone's got everyone gets so everyone's yeah, got their own deal, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. Different strokes for different folks. Right. No wrong answers here. But hey, man, I appreciate you coming on this fantastic bus. Uh, it was good to see you. Good luck on Sunday, and uh, I look forward to some more running back room celebrations. Oh, How about most that? definitely, most definitely. And a big shout out to our excuse me, our guy Brandon Bolden for coming to hang out with us. And per usual, shout out to our public relations staff for facilitating that interview. And actually, in this case, physically getting him out of the building into the bus. So shout out to Wilkes and his staff for doing a phenomenal job per usual. Well, before we get out of here, before we crack an ice cold bruchacho and hit the dusty trail, we are back for week two of the little segment that, that we started uh, a week ago. Our ode to the great Kyle Martin, the Raiders will win if... So as I said, week two coming at us fast and furious. Car uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals coming to town in just a few days. Uh, an exciting game uh, scheduled at Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be a blast to feel the energy of the fan base. Uh, and to do this thing for real, man. Like We have waited since January to have a meaningful home game back in that building. And it is, it is about time. I cannot wait. But we soldier on. And I will say this. The Raiders this week, week two against the Arizona Cardinals, will win... If they handle business in the red zone, that to me is going to be the big one this week. Can the Raiders, when they get, look, it feels like the Raiders are going to be able offensively to move the ball. If we don't want to say at will, they have the talent, the uh, potential to be able to rock and roll and go all up and down that field. All 2022. Today in particular, or Sunday, I should say, in particular, I'm going to be interested to see what the Raiders do when they get in the red zone. It was something that the fans that we heard you all last year screaming and yelling, we need to be better, we need to be better, we need to be better, in the red zone. This is one of Josh McDaniels' deals, right? He is known as one of the best red zone play callers, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. So this week, against a really talented Arizona Cardinals team, an Arizona Cardinals team that also is coming off a day that was not their best, against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Arizona Cardinals, a team coming to town in dire need of a W as well. And a team that, very similar to the Raiders, has a lot of ability on the, ability on the offensive side of the football led by Kyler Murray. This is a team that can put up points. If the Raiders want to you know, stay home and enjoy a happy Sunday night here in beautiful Las Vegas with a W, they are going to have to score touchdowns. And as our resident special teams guy, I love field goals. I sure do. I'm going to make no, uh, no mistake about that. I love them. But Sunday, we need touchdowns. If the Raiders win the battle of the red zone against the Cardinals, I like their chances. Uh, and hopefully, the next time we talk, 
Your Las Vegas Raiders are one and one, getting ready to head out to Nashville to take on Derrick Henry and the Titans. But as a conversation for another day, and it is now time to crack another brewski, to crack an ice club ruchacho and get out of here. And today, we're gonna crack for our beloved Las Vegas Aces. We'll have a chance tonight to win the WNBA championship uh, as they take on the Connecticut Sun. They're up two nothing in that series. Uh, and let's see if they can bring this home tonight. Good luck, ladies. We are all pulling for you. Uh, I hope that we bring a, a championship back and I hope you guys can wrap it up early so you can enjoy the Raiders game on Sunday. So we're out of here. For those of you who are, uh, well, obviously you're not watching this portion. I'm sweating a little bit. We're hot. It is hot in here and it is time to go. So a big thank you to everyone who helped get the show off this week. A big thank you to our guest, Brandon Bolden. Uh, a big thank you to Al who's been mixing, Sam, uh, the entire Coors Light family who has made this thing possible today. This was a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, everyone back in the control room who makes sure that everything on that side of the, uh, the equation is rocking and rolling. We thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will see you guys next week, same time, same place, for our next edition of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.